Welcome back to Building Something Major. It's your co-host, Brian Majors, and I'm here with my two brothers. Tevin Majors. Mike Majors, what's going on? Man, look, man, we in Ohio with it today. We, yes, Sursky. We had to make that trip, man, because usually <laughs> Tevin be driving down to Tennessee and... We back in the home of the old. Y'all know how that go. So <laughs> feel like an Ohio player out here this weekend. Jesus, man, come here. Hey, look, we in Columbus, Ohio. A lot of y'all is up. We up early, so... Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, comment, and subscribe. And go ahead ASAP. and hit that bell notification so Please. you can get notified anytime they're building something major, drops a podcast or a video that we show. So, yes, sir. With your friends, too. Yeah, please do. We're going to get you right. So, let's <laughs> tap into what we're talking about today. Um, we want to get a good understanding of how things go with your banking. Yeah. So I want everybody to kind of just take a, a seat back and kind of pull out your notepad for this man, one at this point. Because <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Mike, let's just say it like this. for and We're going to timestamp it right now. For people that have Bank of America, y'all know right now. Yeah. Y'all in the little bundle right now. Like it's, it's getting a little tricky just because of the fact you know, Bank of America, and y'all know, for those that have Bank of America, y'all know that y'all have a reputation of, of you know, holding people's money. <laughs> so, let's just say it like that. <laughs> but um, I was about to say, that's the main thing. The first thing is, please, for those that, you know, have Bank of America, I'm praying for you, you know. For real. Because right now it's looking ugly. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to get better, most definitely. Most definitely. Just trust God on that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because uh, right now, BOA, you got a lot of people in a chokehold. <laughs> hey, look, the Debo chokehold. Man, but which was comes, you know, it's going to make these blocks that we're building with you, it's going to make mm-hmm. it real beneficial. So when stuff like this happens with BOA, you, you know, got- you have that extra reserve income. So they didn't put you in a wreck. Yeah, and go ahead. Nah, you good, man. Uh, go ahead. I don't even want to cut you off. How about saying that that leads into this topic, man? So first things first, if you are somebody that, you know, has a job and you know you don't want to continuously like have like, you know, situations going with your money, always have multiple accounts. Man. I think I said this before, just having multiple accounts, even if it's in a different bank, because for those that don't know what's going on with BOA right now, um, you know they're pretty much holding people's money. It's a some, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a financial institution situation that uh, pretty much to where BOA is pausing people's direct deposits or even any kind of deposits going into your account. So say you went to the bank and you just deposit some money. Bank of America right now, for some reason, has a technical issue to where your available balance will not show up. And I, w- I want to make sure we make this completely clear. Facts. Cash Facts. deposits work. Mm-hmm. You got cash on hand, it's going to go in your account. But if yeah, you yeah. have a check from your job, good luck this weekend. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not, they not, they not releasing your funds. And yeah. we're on, we on day two. This is yeah. day two. This is not the first yeah. day. This, this started yesterday, so having mm-hmm. multiple accounts or utilizing those features in your banking apps, which we're going to dive into, mm-hmm. is going to help you split that money up, and you can do this through your payroll at your job at certain places. Facts. Yeah, and I don't know the validity of this, but I heard it's 
potentially doing with some stuff from overseas where it might be some hacking stuff going on. Mm. Too. Oh, so, so they might have got compromised. Might yeah, got compromised. Bank of America. Damn. A lot of these banks in the U.S. We're in some trying times, but you know. Yeah. I'm about to say a lot of people, even like I think uh, Wells Fargo had that issue as well. Yeah. With their employees, so like. It's, it's, you know, it's a little rough, but it's always, I guess, in the main aspect of this is this is always to vet your, vet your actual bank. You know, do your research before you open a bank account. Uh, try to open multiple accounts so that you don't have to go through anything like this. Because, you know, that can make or break a lot of people, like, especially with the times we're going through right now with inflation, borderline recession, even though they say interest rates are getting better, but still, like, borderline recession, you know, People count on that money, especially like like I said, time stamp it again. It's the first of the month. Like you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like it's the first of the month. People need to pay yeah, rent. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you talk about interest rates, man. I need to check my facts, but I heard like oh, there was probably around like seven percent for mortgage rates now. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's, yeah it's crazy. It's Super rough, high. Yeah, it's roughly around seven percent. Whereas in 2020. Yeah, around 2020, it was roughly like two to three, two yeah. to three percent. Like yeah, it was like three point five. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. anything like, 2020 and under was <laughs> around that percentage. So, but so like, when I first got my house, we were at four point five percent for our mortgage, and we refied and got to like three two. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to see that it's at seven percent. They're basically making it to a point where now it's almost unaffordable to get a house for a yeah lot of it's crazy and Sweet. renters are like winning yeah right now in a way it, it, yeah it's, uh, it's like it's like in a way like in a way it's it's at this point it's cheaper to rent rent and it's just because of the fact the interest rate you'll wind up paying almost double you know what i'm saying your actual actual mortgage yeah. and yeah. you know a lot of people still argue that but at the same time it's just like yeah like i understand it's best to have an asset and you can kind of, you know, grow and get yourself like in a better financial situation in the long term. Yeah. But people that are, you know, my age, you know, and are that's under 30, that's like still trying to like figure it out and trying to get their life yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? Like that made that $600,000 house at the long term span of it may not be worth worth it when I could pay $1,500 in rent. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because essentially there's, no game for you at this point. Like if Facts. you if you have to pay three thousand dollars for a mortgage for a house because most houses, especially like for those of us that live in the met, uh, Metro Nashville area, yeah, you're going. It's hard to find a house that's under half a million. Facts. Like Facts. They're charging three hundred thousand for townhomes nowadays. So mm-hmm. like it, the market is definitely crazy, but. That's why we need to understand banking and how we make our banking work for us. Facts. Because even with that, just like, and I know a lot of people may have heard, like, when it comes to uh, banking, the banks operate through the Federal Reserve and they're able to do fractional banking, which is essentially, I put $100 in, the bank only has to keep 3 to $10 of my money in the account, in my actual account for me to pull out but they lend out the rest of that 90. Yeah. And so. And see, that's what uh, I think when you start looking into investments, when you start investing in those uh, real estate REITs, I think it's one mm-hmm. of the best investments that you could have because 
they're taking the mortgage loans and basically you investing on those loans. So facts, whatever facts. the bank is lending out, you get to go ahead and invest some money into that. And get, get some money return. return on it. It's yeah. almost like a guaranteed return. I think it's like one of the safe, what I heard, one of the safest investments that you can have because yeah. real estate is always constant. Yeah. yeah. So. And, it's, and it's on top of that, it's the fact that uh, a lot of these banks, you know, they do a lot of commercial lending. So yeah. like, if you're putting your money into a REIT, like this apartment complex that we're in right now, like you yeah. put your money into a REIT, it could go to something that's like a commercial building like this where they have monthly tenants that's paying that mortgage for you every single month. And like for a place like this is more than 200 plus apartments in it. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like they get paid. They getting paid Probably like that. Like one or two tenants that's gonna that's, be late. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like I'm like if we if on the average if you paying like if you got a one bedroom in Ohio it's kind of cheap so like it's like you know fourteen fifteen hundred but some you got people in here that have two bedroom three bedroom and that's upwards of three thousand dollars a month yeah so if they paying rent on time every month like and say the mortgage for this apartment complex is like eight hundred almost a million depending on when they got it built yeah bro like. You hand over fist like it's yeah, just I'm throwing mad. money in my pocket. Yeah, like, they're gonna keep making that. Yeah. Right, like within a year, you got right. a lifetime income that somebody will never receive. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's mind boggling, but at the same yeah. time, it's mind opening because yeah. it's like dang, so many opportunities to utilize banking for your benefit. Facts, facts. Yeah, so you basically like, I guess when let's let's talk about really like getting into like what it's like to have multiple bank accounts because mm -hmm. we got to explain to y'all that ha you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket so when one thing hits the fan somewhere else you don't want to not have any money anywhere At all. because yeah. then you're going to get to slipping into unnecessary stuff like charging a car that don't have no money on it right and credit card debt credit card debt and when you got multiple banks you want to be able to all right i get paid and this is mm -hmm. something you can discuss with your payroll because they can't mm -hmm. do this Facts. i get paid but hey i want 20 percent going here yeah 20 percent going here and i want my other 60 percent going to my main account that's my money facts this money is my bill money this money is my savings money I want my money, but whenever you have a, an emergency, if you got your bill money taken care of and you got your savings account, when you don't get paid and you don't get your money, you have something. You're like, okay, I may not have it here. Whenever they get done doing what they're doing, right, Bank yeah, of America, right. I'm taking my time to take shots at you. <laughs> whenever you're not doing what you're supposed to do, like what you say you signed up for on this contract. Right. They, people need their money. Mm -hmm. yeah. And honestly, I'm glad you said that because that's something that I'll definitely, after this situation, he I, gonna I, fix I, that. One day, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you know I do have the multiple bank accounts because BOA is not getting all my money ever. Yeah, hey, look, hey, look, look, look. Let me let me tell y'all something, man. Hey, don't think you're doing something big just because you got Bank of America, U.S. Yeah. Bank. USAA or whatever else it is you got a, a bank is a bank wherever they holding your money right. so yeah. if but, you if you if you somebody who got chime or even if you extremely risky and send your money to cash app yeah facts 
The bank corp. <laughs> yeah, or bank corp bank. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be there. They may not get affected as much as the the, the big the top dogs, answer. you know, yeah. but at least at least you'll still have you, you'll have a little reward for your risk because, you know, they're they not targeted and as then much. On, Yeah, and then on top of that, if you want to be honest, the, the best places to put your money in is not these large banks. It's the credit unions. Exactly. Yeah. Putting your money in a credit union is probably the safest option you can actually have if you're going to actually go through a bank. Now, a lot of people, you know, people that are super wealthy, <laughs> they don't put their money in banks At to all. keep in the bank. Yeah. 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 They have brokers that, you know, put their money into a brokerage fund or, like, put their money into different kind of investments to where they hold their money filter and filter it through. Like, so... They'll get their money from their business or whatever investments they got coming through their bank, but at the same time, they're not keeping it there. They probably keep only a fraction inside an actual bank account because they understand this. Yeah, <laughs> and they also, you know, they they do this thing called becoming your own bank, and I know Facts. this ain't a topic that we own right now, but I'm <laughs> right. going to go ahead and touch on it. Y'all go ahead and pin this at the top. Mm -hmm. If you got a life insurance policy that you can invest into mm -hmm. and you want to become your own bank and not worry about stuff like this, that's what you need to do. Exactly. And when it comes mm -hmm. to life insurance, I think we need to kind of, let's kick a little bit more into that. It's certain types of life insurance. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's your, what your term, your term, term life insurance will not give do, you yeah, that return. That term, yeah. It's when you start getting your whole life or what we call long-term life insurance where mm -hmm. you start receiving dividends off of that income. Um, I think being that it's already tax, taxes paid, it's pre-tax income. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you do receive those dividends, and I've been looking to the laws on this, technically yeah. you are a resident tax accountant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I believe there's no penalty to draw down money right. from, those, yeah. from those dividends. It, yeah, yes. you don't have to worry about any being repercussions taxes, of yeah. pulling your money out at any point in time. Yeah, Fact. exactly. And it, it's and, a well building tool. Yeah, and yeah. we're gonna and we're gonna touch on this because this. Let me tell you, life insurance is a rich man's playground. That and real estate. So we gonna, we definitely going to touch on that. <laughs> One thing for sure. Right. Everybody has a, a birth date and you have a death date. Everybody mm -hmm. going to die. You might as well die. And you you might as well re-up when you leave. <laughs> Thanks for your family. <laughs> These banks are definitely getting mm -hmm. plenty of money. Yeah, they just. Uh, putting in the. Uh, mm -hmm. Investment to these insurance policies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when, when you do it through your. I'm not in. Don't quote me on this saying. I'm saying don't do this through your job. You can do whatever yeah. it is that you want to do. Yeah, whatever makes sense to you. Whatever makes sense to you, you do that. But there are other options for you, and you can take different routes to where you can figure out what these life insurance policies can do for you mm -hmm. and your family in the future. So you want to make sure you're taking advantage of all those things. And all that stuff does tie into banking, even though it's not an actual bank account. Facts. So facts. you make so, sure that you got more stuff that you can give yourself mm -hmm. opportunities and, and and let's just even even though and let's just touch on that when it comes to the different type of bank accounts um so for me like i always advise any clients that i have especially if you have a business have multiple bank accounts i think i said it before on previous episodes you need to have at least three like you need to have one that has the coming in, that's money coming in, that's your bando account. <laughs> Number two, 
You know what I'm saying? You got your money going out account. That's what you know what I'm saying for you to start tricking off. Oh, number, hey, <laughs> number, hey. number three. Hey, look, you that's what they look. Look, <laughs> that, that's 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 your, that's your trick off account for you to pay your bills and you know what I'm saying do whatever you need to do. And number three, you need your savings account. And now, I always tell people like, have a little cash on hand for savings, but don't put all of your savings into a savings account because it's. It's not going to give you the return that you're looking for. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that because they do have these things called high, high interest yield, yield mm-hmm. savings accounts where you yeah. potentially can get a little bit more. Um, God, I follow on YouTube. Anthony O'Neill mm-hmm. always yeah. talks about um, high yield savings accounts where mm-hmm. you actually put money into that savings account and you get a return on it. Whereas if you get a regular savings account, you might get like point zero two. The best place to go to is American Express. Like American Express or any, like I said before, credit unions. Yeah. Credit unions yeah. is always like the best way to go. American Express, I think at one point theirs was like 3.5%, you know, which is pretty high on the average. Yeah. Um, and then like for like credit unions, theirs is pretty much matching that or going above, depending on what state you're in. But yeah, high yield savings accounts are good. Um, but what I was going to say was, I would always and check with any kind of financial advisor on this, whoever you trust with your finances, get an accountant or whoever. Uh, I will always advise people to be like, hey, if you're going to put some money in the savings, have a good portion with like Dave Ramsey calls an emergency fund in your savings. But move towards if you have excess savings. So say you got like a thousand dollars in there already as an emergency fund. And you still got an extra five hundred that you want to put in there. Why don't you just put five hundred towards an investment, or even put it towards like an investment account, like a Roth IRA, IRA, or if you people that's in business, if you try yeah. to build your business, a trust, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. stuff that'll build generational wealth. Because, like I said, inflation gonna beat in a regular regular bank account. Inflation is gonna beat that thousand. Like it's yeah. gonna it's gonna beat that one percent regardless, and you just gonna have money sitting in there, you know, losing money for yeah. no reason. <laughs> so with the diversifying the portfolio, um, what are some other tools that you would advise? Uh, so I mean, we have the same financial advisor. Shout mm-hmm. out to Roger Butler over at Northwestern Mutual. Yes, sir. Ski, um, my guy. <laughs> what would be some other tools that you would? technically utilize outside of the normal savings account, banking account, uh, regular checking account. Um, because I'm thinking, let's talk like we're fresh out of high school, you're mm-hmm. not knowing nothing About coming that. out. You might not have any financial advice in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like what, what, what does that look like to you all? Like what, what, are, what are some good accounts that you potentially say? To start off with, yeah. Well, first thing, you need to get you some money, man. Get you some money, yeah. like that's that needs to be your main focus. Like, 
if you're fresh out of high school or fresh out of college, like, well, even if you're in, if you're in college already, you should have this. But like, fresh out of high school, just start off with a checking in a savings account because you ain't got no bills, so there's no point of you actually pushing it out. Like, well, well it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah it depends. Could be you, eighteen, your mom like you gotta go. Right. <laughs> That's just being real. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, so so let's just say it like this. So okay, so first off, if you're if you're fresh out of high school, start off with the first three accounts. Money in, money out, savings account. And then after you've developed that while you have your job, then move into a safe option. Get you like a IRA or at least if your if your job allows it, a four one K, depending on what you have. Yeah. That's the first steps. Like with anything you need to build a foundation on investing like starting off and having if your if your job allows it have somebody match your 401k and have somebody invest in with you because it, you're learning at the beginning like you know what i'm saying you don't know nothing at all and then if that if that 401k is you know a, a very good high percentage especially for a lot of kids starting out with yeah a lot of especially jobs, starting off right? they'll match you but what you want to do is you know y'all know how time can fly by mm-hmm. you can start you can start 18 and you'll be 21 before you know it right so just make sure that you know and just to give you a little education just because you have a 401k and they have that vested match on your account mm-hmm. you have to be careful to know when that amount is Secure with exactly. that match because Fact. if you have, say, you got a 401k and you look in, like, say, for instance, you're using Fidelity and you look at that balance and you mm-hmm. see, oh man, I got I got five grand in my 401k. I'm right. good. <laughs> You've been working there a year, but you yeah. ain't really vested. They just matching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's say you quit and you think you're about to get that 5k. Oh, Once God. they remove that vested amount, they have a threshold. So some, yeah. most companies is about. Two to three years. Exactly. They want to make sure that you at least stay there two to three years before they just be like, okay. I got eight more days. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like you know, they're like, so like when because when some people when they see that money, they like, man, I can just quit and this. Say for instance, you ended up getting five k into your four hundred one k, and they match mm-hmm. you. You think you got ten bands? Right. So if they if they come in, you like, man. I'm sick of this job. I'm gonna do it no more. I'm about to start my entrepreneur career. Pull this ten piece. I'm about to go ahead and pull this ten piece out. I'm gonna be straight. Oh, you only got five in there. You yes, got sir. five in there, and it'd be worse if you if they matched it a hundred percent, right? And you only get four hundred dollars back. Exactly. And see, this thing too. Once you take that money out, tax taxing tax. it as soon as it comes out, yeah. and, and then fees. you gotta file it on your taxes mm-hmm. on your tax returns. So you gotta pay taxes on the ten percent up front, and then ten percent on the back end of it. Yeah. So Ooh, in the world's of Harold majors, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> get dizzy, <laughs> gonna get dizzy because you gonna just see it going out. <laughs> right. With, with that being said, do not withdraw from your 401k <laughs> until it's time yeah, to retire. It's possible. Yeah, I yeah. know it's circumstances where some folks have to take out loans just to, mm-hmm. you, you, which is one to get by. Let me point that out. Yeah, a 401k, you potentially, if you do have some house issues, you could take out a loan on your 401k. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You can do hardship loans. Hardship, yeah, hardship loans. So. But it better be a, a uh, correct right. reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just don't be taking out money. Don't <laughs> don't do it and lie on there, man. Look, <laughs> retirement <laughs> account for a reason. You eventually, they're going to get to a point where you cannot work. 
your body right. will not physically allow you to work. Mm-hmm. So you need to set up money for your retirement. Yeah. And, uh, another tool, like like Ted was saying, Roth IRA, no difference between a Roth and a traditional, traditional IRA yeah. because one is pre-tax, one is taxed tax. after mm-hmm. you start withdrawing, which is your traditional IRA. So uh, another thing to note too is I think 59 and a half is when you yeah. actually are able to take it out. Able to take money out of those accounts. So mm-hmm. um, another thing, I, I haven't started this. This has been something I've been wanting to do for a while is get into a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. Just because yep. I know it's, I think based on my understanding, it's a pool of different investments. Yep. You're not investing mm-hmm. in one thing. It's kind of like a 401k where it's diversified. Yeah. But it's a little bit riskier i believe from an investment standpoint yeah uh, yeah it depends it depends because i mean you could excuse me you could um invest in something like the S P 500 yeah. which is the top 500 um which is the actual top 500 companies in the world that you know what i'm saying that have a S- the actual mutual fund and kind of you know, you get their earnings based off of their going up, going down. It's like, it's more like a diverse thing. So you're not just throwing it into one thing. Okay. So like, I mean, it's, it's risky, but at the same time, depending on, and this is where you contact a financial advisor or an accountant, depending on what you actually invest in, like which fund you invest in, you may be making money for the rest of your life. Cause a lot of these funds don't go down that much. So yeah. like the S and P 500 may go down one or two points, but one or two points, depending on how much money you put in there, that's a couple of dollars. Yeah. And then it'll spike back up within the next year. Like, And see, that's the thing, too. I, I'm glad you said that. A lot of folks need to learn. Playing the long game is mm-hmm. always beneficial. One thing I learned from talking to financial advisors and various financial people with, that I've worked with, um, just because you see stock prices dip or a recession coming right. doesn't mean take out all your money. Because no. the market always bounces back. You always, think about it. Yeah. Well, it was nineteen thirty we had the Great Depression. Depression. Yep. We're almost a hundred years out of that mm-hmm. and this country is still flowing. Exactly. There's always gonna be times of drought Hard, and yeah, times of prosperity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta know how to what I would say is be disciplined mm-hmm. during those times. Discipline it's going to take you a long way when it comes to your finances, especially when it comes to banking, because Thanks. the more you withdraw, the less these banks are able to operate, reinvest right. money. So, and then it gets to a point where I was, doing, I was doing some research too. Like back in the day, a lot of banks would not release your money at all. Mm-hmm. Like they, they would just hold on to it because they were trying to survive. And yeah, yeah, trying to survive themselves. Yeah. I mean, during the Great Depression, that's the reason a lot of the banks closed because mm-hmm. everybody was just going up there and like, give me my money now. I need <laughs> my money now. Like, yeah, I, I need it. And I it, heard, heard economy going down. I need my money now. And that's one thing that banks bank on. But, <laughs> but, but no that's, pun that's, intended. That's right. <laughs> but that's one thing that they they rest on. They know for a fact that. Not everyone is going to say, oh, my God, we're going to just collapse the banking system. Let's all go get our money out the account. Yeah. They're not going to do that. And then that's that's a part of the fractional banking part. You can't even pull out all of your money. Say say I got say I got 250 bands in the account right now. 
they not finna give me 250 bands. Not at all. They gonna like, sir, did you call us? And be like, no. I'm like, you mean I can't just come to the bank and get 250 bands? Yeah, no, you gonna, have to call like, ahead, bang. wait three, four days for them yeah. to order hey, the don't, money. Yeah, like, don't, yeah, don't be, don't be, man, look, don't <laughs> trust these YouTubers who be capping, talking about, some, man, I got 100,000 in the bank, man, I'm right, gonna get my money right now. They ordered that, no. boy. <laughs> Look at that. Soldier. Right. Soldier boy. Prime what, example. Yeah. Couldn't, Boosie. Couldn't Boosie. go get his money. What did they say? Black Rules for this. Yeah, <laughs> Black <laughs> couldn't, couldn't go get his money. And yeah. Man, hey, look, man. Look. Don't let them people have y'all out here looking right. silly. Right. You go out there trying to take all your money at once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you got... Crazy. And if you... And just, you know, we didn't get y'all the meat and potatoes of this. Mm -hmm. If you got all of this, you know, where your banking is in separate places, you know your investments... You know where to put your money, how to put it, and how long to put it. Like my brother said, if you're going to run the race, the long game is the biggest win. Facts. Even if you're at a fast pace while you're running it, right? play the long game. Because yeah. even if you're making money, constant money, a lot of money all at once, if you got that long game on the back end, you always going to win. So if you ever Facts. ended up going broke, you're not gonna be broke at all. So when you look, oh, you like, man, I'm right here. I don't see, I don't see how it's working. You like, oh man, <laughs> I got some money over here too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm straight. Exactly. Not saying you should sit back, but you good. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And small point, it's a little bullet. Even if you do, are in a position to where you have to overdraft, mm -hmm. it is possible for them to refund your overdraft fee. Yeah, this is new to me. I, yeah, I it is. <laughs> Yeah, and this—it's uh, a simple phone call. Yeah, it's a simple phone call. You, yeah. hi, thank you for calling such and such. Uh, I spent some money on accident. Don't say that, please this, don't. At least get, sound like you. At least look, come look, up with a at story. Least come up with a look, good story. Like, look, I made a mistake. Yeah, here it. Barely spent two hundred dollars. Yeah, like that. I ain't know I had. Look here, here. Here's a good tagline for you, and and we could you know almost close it out on this. But yeah. here's a good tagline for you. You know, you're talking to your banker. You're like, hey. Look here, man. If you want me to be honest, you know what, man? I went to the club last night. And I threw it out. I'm just playing. Don't say that. But look, for <laughs> literally just, just have a real conversation. Like, hey, look, I ain't going to cap. I had, you know what I'm saying, some subscriptions come out that I didn't know that was actually coming out. You know, I overdrafted my account. And, you know, I'm in the meantime of waiting on my bank because I'm waiting on my money to be deposited for my check. And this just happened, you know what I'm saying? I don't have no real excuse for it. You know, I'm waiting for the transfer some money around. Can you please just refund it? Yeah. And they going nine times out of ten, really ten times out of ten, depend unless you like a repeated offender. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. they gonna yeah. be like, go ahead. You know what? We got you. We'll process it through. Two seconds later, you're gonna look at your account, your You're gonna be back in the positive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't wanna be like, you don't wanna be like that person who'd be like, need forty dollars every Friday. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, it's me don't, again. Yeah, don't don't yeah. don't be that person because they do. Also, that's another thing they do have limits. So yes. like, so a lot of people. Um, I know for for example, for people with Chase, Chase has a six uh, overdraft fee return limit per year. So you can't just be like every single month I don't overdraft six times and expect to get it back because they're going to try to push it through for you. They're going to try to work for you, but it's a system. So they automatically going to be like, no, we gave you back this last month. Like, last month for the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's playing a dangerous game right there. Yeah. Yeah. So you just get ugly. Don't, don't overuse your protection. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, but still stay safe. Yeah, please. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah. all in all, 
when it comes down to your banking, make sure that you have everything spread out mm. to where you can see it. You want a clear table when it comes to your money. And especially when it comes to your banking, just as much as they strategize, you need to strategize. Exactly. I always try to understand your finances at the most and, you know, take care of these accounts or they're going to take care of you and you're going to be bankrupt. <laughs> like like the, the good saying goes, always diversify your portfolio. Facts. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So, so once you get your bank account straight, savings account, all that good stuff, figure out where you can invest at mm-hmm. because investments are a long-term help me build generational wealth too. Facts. Exactly. So thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Building Something Major. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. See you next week. Yep.